welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of The Imperial Commissary. Come with me, I will be your guide as we journey through the incredible universe of vintage Star Wars collectibles. Welcome to a brand new exciting episode of IC Star Wars. It's 2018. Happy New Year. We're going to delve into some of the things that have happened since last time I was on the air, like my trip to Mexico. I went down to Mexico. Um, I go down to Mexico pretty much every year, uh, right around Christmas time for the past three years to visit my brother. He's a priest down there. We actually do the raffle on the IC at the top of the IC uh, for his charity. And uh, I go down to visit him in Mexico City. And what happened is a couple years ago, I found out there was a collector's, collector's convention, a Collectionistas, it's called, Expo Collectionistas in Mexico City at the Central Benamax. Um, so what happened is I grabbed some tickets, and I went to this show, and I met some wonderful collectors from down there in Mexico City, and they run great groups, Facebook groups, stuff like that, clubs, um, and I saw some of the most wonderful Lily Letty I've ever seen. Uh, Lily Letty, if you don't know, it's a specifically made-in-Mexico figure. What happened is towards the end of the Kenner line, they started producing most of their figures down in Mexico. There was also the line that started called Lily Letty. Lily Letty was produced and released only in Mexico, and uh, it was produced by the Lily Letty Company, and that's why we have that name, that moniker tied to it. Um, so that company made a whole bunch of Star Wars toys, and those are really sought after because they're very neat and unique uh, variants. Try to say that three times fast. Neat and unique. <laughs> so I went down there, and I went to the Expo Collection Issa show, and I just went for one day. Um, usually I go down for all three days, but it was... It seems like that con, in my personal opinion, is dying. I love it. I hope it comes back, but they planned very, very late. I mean, I didn't even find out what the dates were until three weeks before it. And uh, they don't get very many guest stars at all. And the guest stars that they get are um, not main guest stars. Let's say it that way to say it as nice as possible. But uh, so I ended up hanging out with friends down there more often than I did that. And I went to a couple other shows down there. I went to the rock show which is, it's, it's, I think it's like a, a abandoned church or something like that, but all the walls are rock, and they put up all these different tables and booths, and they cover them with tarps, and you can walk around, and there's just tons of toys, every toy you could possibly imagine. You're walking around, and they're very tiny aisles for a very giant person like me, especially with a backpack, and you're walking around the aisles, and there's all these cool different toys and everything there. I found a couple uh, Leia's, Lily Letty Leia's, uh, some with the green hair variant, um, and I actually got a Chewbacca that I totally got ripped off on, but I thought it was unpainted overstock and it ended up just being stripped. So you always got to be careful when you're hunting in the wild. Then uh, I went to another show which was unbelievably awesome. It was called the Toy Fest, and this Toy Fest is run by a couple of big-time collectors down there, and I went to check it out, and they had tons of different toys, and the coolest thing about it was, even though there were tons of vendors, vendors and tons of toys and some vintage Star Wars uh, and some Lily Letty, there was also a live band, and I've never seen that at any convention or anything I've ever been to for there to be a live band when you're walking around shopping and digging through bins and stuff like that. So I thought that was a wonderful idea, and I'm going to try to uh, 
try to use that idea in something I'm planning as well. I found a whole bunch of Letty down there in Mexico, and I have upgraded my collection. I actually have to sell all my leftovers, the, uh, the doubles and triples and stuff, but I haven't gotten around to it because, uh, well, Christmas, you know, it was the holidays, and I celebrate Christmas with my wife, and uh, this year she got me a couple Boba Fetts, uh, loose Boba Fetts, but uh, the reason why I love them so much is because it's the first time anybody's actually ever bought me a Boba Fett for, like, a Christmas present. You know, I never got one when I was a kid, and I always loved him, and it was just, he was a little bit before my time. Um, but anyway, so she got me these two Boba Fetts. She totally lucked out. She uh, bought them off of eBay completely blind. And she got one that was, because uh, it's hard to buy for me. You can't really buy for me on the IC because I kind of am always on the IC. But uh, so she found one. It was Taiwan. She got a killer deal on it. It was a nice mint Taiwan Boba Fett. And then she found another one that she thought was a regular Hong Kong, paid a regular Hong Kong price, but it's actually a factory error unpainted belt. So she really, she really hit a home run on those two for me for Christmas. And then what I started doing is I started releasing information on the IC. ICCC. What the ICCC? It's the IC Collectors Convention. It's a convention. I'm trying to throw a big, massive convention down here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm going to be throwing it on September 15th of 2018. So I've started releasing information about that. What happened is uh, I went to Celebration last year, and it was wonderful, but it got me thinking. And it got me thinking, wow, the, the passes are expensive, and it's so you can see Harrison Ford 100 feet away on a stage, which was impressive and awesome, but I didn't get to be like, you're awesome, Han Solo, or anything like that. It's it's not like that. And uh, I also paid for the VIP, which was, it was pricey, and it was nice, but it was, there was no VIP about it. And uh, the lines were messed up with the uh, the way they were working with the autographs and stuff like that. So I don't know. I I, I, I loved it. And I love the way it brings the community together. And it is such a massive show. I couldn't imagine ever doing the logistics for something like that. But what I have decided to do is I've decided to throw a convention that is actually for the collectors. So a collection that is by a collector for collectors. And what that's going to be is that's going to be the IC Collectors Convention in Nashville, Tennessee. And the reason why I did this is for all the reasons I just listed. But also I wanted a place I have. All right. Here's the thing. It's going to be a place where it's free parking, where soda doesn't cost you $8, where badges aren't going to cost you $200 just to walk through the door for a day, uh, where there's going to be toys, where there's actually going to be vintage toys. Whatever happened to vintage toys being at a convention? Maybe it's because there's no money in it, and I'm sure there isn't. I'm sure there's much more money in pops and random comic books and whatever else may come, and those are fine to come to a convention, and those are fine to have at a convention, but when your convention only has that and it completely prices out any kind of vintage toy vendors or any kind of vintage collectors... It's not really my favorite kind of convention. I love seeing the 501st. I love seeing the Mando Mercs. I love seeing the Rebel Legion. I love seeing all these cosplay groups. And I love seeing the community. And I love the stars. It's so cool seeing the stars. But I don't love the unbelievable prices. And I don't love the... I love the panels. Why can't there be more panels? And why do you have to wait in line 300 years for a panel and then maybe be shut out? So... I don't know. All those things are reasons why I wanted to start a convention. So right after Celebration last year, I made up a uh, 
little Facebook page with a couple of my friends. I grabbed a couple friends and I said, hey, listen, I'm going to throw a con in Nashville sometime next year, maybe. And what do you think? And they said, oh, it's a great idea. And I set up the page and we talked about it a little. And then I started working on it a little behind the scenes and putting out feelers. Well, I searched around Nashville for about six months and I tried to find a venue because I need two things. I need a venue that has free parking because I think it's ridiculous that you have to pay $45 before you even are allowed to pay for your ticket for a convention. And it had to be a place that would be able to hold tons of people. And it had to be a place that would be able to hold tons of vendors, stuff like that. So I found a place. I finally did. It's the Williamson County AG Expo. That's A as in Apple, G as in Gary. AG Expo in Franklin, Tennessee. You can Google it. Um, Also, it's on all the websites and stuff that I'll mention later. But uh, it's great. It's a massive facility. Um, It didn't cost $8 million, which is good, because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to keep the prices down for the vendors, for the clubs, for the actually for clubs and for cosplay and stuff like that. I'm going to be giving away free tables, so feel free to sign up for free tables. I'll say some links later, and I'll put them up on the IC Star Wars page there too. But um, it's going to be great. I'm very, very excited about it. Just started ramping up right now. Uh, Vendor tables are just going to go on sale tomorrow on Friday, and uh, then we'll start from there, and we'll see how it goes. And it's going to go great. I'm very excited about it. Um, I really think we have a good thing here, and plus Nashville is such a perfectly populated city for the right age groups for what this is so it's gonna fill it'll be a crazy good time and i am sure that many more many 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 surprises will come that'll uh knock your socks off uh just the just the guys that i have already confirmed that are doing panels collectors panels are it's amazing the kind of names i have on this notepad so Without further ado, what we're going to do is we're going to go into the Ask Mike section because later um, I have Chris Santon coming on. He runs about four or five of the subgroups for the Imperial Commissary, and he's going to come on, and he's going to talk about what the Imperial Commissary subgroups are, and he's going to do a little interview here because you guys should check out the subgroups. We even have a brand new one, which is I See Everything Else, which is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash I see everything else and it's about everything that isn't vintage Star Wars everything that isn't Star Wars at all whether it's Ninja Turtles or MOTU or uh, G.I. Joe or anything anything that is a collectible toy that is not Star Wars goes over there and it is also um, the IC Collectors Convention is going to be for all different toy lines. So I'm going to have collectors from MOTU and Ninja Turtles and vendors from all these different toy lines that are all going to converge on this one place. And the guest stars I'm going to have from all different lines as well. So it'll be it'll be very informative. And this will be a collector's convention. Because what we need to do in order to keep all our collections thriving and all our communities growing is we all have to come together and we all have to do this together and we have to make something where we can all be together at least once a year um for any updates and news about the ic collectors convention just join up at www.facebook.com forward slash i c c c 2018 uh that's i c c c 2 018. 
All right, guys, I'll see you over there and more to come. And that's in September. So don't worry. I will be talking about it more often. But what we're going to do now is we're going to go over to the Ask Mike section where I put up a post on the Imperial Commissary every time I do one of these podcasts. And I have the community ask me anything they want. So let's dive right in. I do not look at these questions beforehand. And uh, now I'm looking at them. (laughs) Um, All right, the first question comes from Jade Nicholson. Will there be Billy D? Lots of the people, everybody on the IC already knows that there's going to be a collector's convention, and they're pretty excited about it. So some of these questions will be about that, I'm sure. Uh, Will Billy D. Williams be coming to ICCC? I am not releasing any information about any guest stars until the middle of the summer. What I have to do is I have to hype it properly in order to make sure everybody comes, because I also have to get a bunch of people that aren't in our wonderful Facebook groups, um, but happen to be local to Nashville and stuff like that. I'll first be releasing the uh, vendor tables and the uh, community club tables. The community club tables are free. Um, They're going to be for Facebook groups, for clubs, for fan clubs, for cosplay groups, stuff like that. Anybody who helps grow this community, I want to give a free spot at the ICCC. Um... Billy D. Williams? I don't know. You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Next up, Marsha Parkins. Do you think they have two Sundays on Tatooine? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Sundays. I don't know. Because they have two sons. But is Sunday... Well, Sunday is... I don't know if Sunday counts as the sun. You know? Isn't Sunday after, like... I don't know. I don't know the etymology of Sunday, Marsha. Good curveball, though. And I'm not going to Google. I just, I don't know. What do you think? I think they don't, because then it would be an eight-day work week, and that's a hassle. And it doesn't seem like anybody on Tatooine works very hard, um, except for like an hour a day, and then they pass out because it's eight billion degrees. And especially not the stormtroopers. They're like the laziest stormtroopers ever. Next up. Number two, what is your quest? What is my quest? My quest is to throw a giant convention for collectors by a collector. So it's actually about the collectors. Um, She says, I think she might have meant quest though. Like, uh, what do I, what do I, what am I hunting for? Of course, that rocket firing Boba Fett, but I, uh, I'm just going to have to hope and wait and see how that pans out. And next up, question three. What is your what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Uh, African or European? <laughs> oh, Dave Purin. Good job, man. African or European? Well done. He answered it too. Well, thanks, Marsha, for the trick question and the two difficult questions. Uh, Mark Fox Morgan. What does it take to put together a con, or what are some of the things that are thought about when planning a con? How did you go about starting and planning the upcoming ICC event? It's uh, ICCC, four, three C's there. It's uh, IC Collectors Convention. How did I go about planning it? I started out by getting an idea. And what you need to do is you need to get an idea and you need to run with it. And then everything will fall into place as long as you don't ever, ever stop to breathe or go to the bathroom or do anything else at all. Um, it, it'll just work out. Um, what, what happens is I get something in my head. It's the same thing that happened with the Imperial Commissary that has now grown into a giant Facebook group with over a 70% active member rate, um, with 18 subgroups, a web page, a podcast, and now a convention. Um, it's snowballed into this. I've never been pushing for any of this. This isn't what I do for my real life job. I have a trucking company. Um, I also have, uh, art galleries in three different 
countries. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very busy person. I don't, I don't quit working. I don't like to quit working when I'm just sitting there doing absolutely nothing that ends up either getting expensive or dangerous because I do stupid things. And I would much rather plan an event like this instead of going to Las Vegas and losing 80 grand. You know, there's, there's a chance, you know, there, there's a chance in everything. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just figured it's the right time. The IC has grown so much. The meetups are getting to be so many people. Um, even at this one we did in Celebration in Orlando, um, we did a meetup and it was there were more people than the room could hold. It was getting warm, you know. And uh, I really, I really would like to grow it because it's something that's needed. It's it's needed for the collecting community for there to be somewhere where parking's free and water is like two bucks instead of eight or nine. You know, um, what else does it take to put together a con? What you have to do is you have to find vendors. You have to build a web page. Um, those are things that I've already started doing. Uh, the vendors are pouring in. You also have to find celebrity guest stars. The way you find celebrity guest stars is you Google until your fingers fall off and you search and you search and you write them and you email them and then you call them and then they send you over to an agent and then you talk to the agent and what you do is you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until you finally get a price. Once you get the price, it's usually uh, like they get paid X amount of dollars to come and they sign and they have to make that X amount of dollars from their signature or else I have to pick up the tab on that. So you expect to pick up the tab on some of the bigger stars because it gets really, really pricey. I mean, Mark Hamill, for example, Luke Skywalker, he will probably not be attending ICCC 2018. That's not a spoiler. It's just that I have seen that his... Uh, his regular quote is $250,000. And I'm trying to make this cheap for collectors. I'm trying to make it cheap for vendors. I'm trying to make it as inexpensive as possible to have the best time possible. And when you start off with a $250,000 bill, you got to put up the prices of the tables. You got to put up the prices of tickets. You got to put up the price of the water. You got to put up the price of the parking and all those things. And I don't want to do that. Um, Mark Hamill, as wonderful as he is, shoot, if he'd come, I'd give almost all the money to charity. I mean, I'd give every cent over what I actually already put into it to charity. I mean, I'd be more than willing to do that, but I can't come up with the 250 grand today for Mark Hamill. The thing is, if I did that, it would be all of us standing in a room with no vendors, no tables, no anybody, no other signers, and just us with Mark Hamill, which kind of would be cool. Don't get me wrong, but... It wouldn't work, and it wouldn't bring longevity to what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make something that is solid and stable for us so we can all go somewhere once a year and meet up with our friends. That's something that we used to hold so dear when we were kids. When we were in grade school, when we were in high school, when we were in college, time with your friends was an amazing thing that we have lost in today's day and age. I still see my friends, sure, maybe once a year, maybe at a Yankee game, maybe randomly but it's it's never a set in stone time where everybody can come and if they can't come this year they come next year and if they can't come next year they come this year and two years from now because it'll always be here it'll always be in nashville and it'll always be in september actually i wasn't supposed to say always in september or always in nashville because i don't know supposedly there's probably no chance of that happening because of the way uh schedules are and con shows are and stuff like that so it probably won't always be in the same in the same 
place and the same everything. But what I would like to do in a perfect world, I would love to have a very good convention right down the road from me. And it doesn't seem like anybody else is going to step up and do it. So I might as well just do it. So that's what you have to do. The very first step with anything, whether it is a job, whether it is schoolwork, whether it is a convention, is to decide you're going to do it and decide nothing is going to stop you from doing it and then get it done. Do or do not. There is no try. Somebody famous said that. Next up, Will Mallon. Will there be a boom boom room? I do not know what a boom boom room is. It sounds inappropriate for the Imperial Commissary, so most probably not. Um, There may be a bounce house for the kids. I don't know what the legal rules are with insurance with that, but I'll look into it eventually. Um, Bill Hudson. I think there is, I think that is in the VIP room. (laughs) No. Yeah. And then Will goes two different animals. Well, I'm glad that I'm reading this out loud to the world guys. Um, we're going to move on because they just start going into memes and I don't, I don't, it's craziness, but anyway, I, I can't wait to see you guys in September too. Uh, Dave Moore are people who collect modern, just grown men or ladies playing with toys. Uh, people who collect modern are, yeah, sure, grown men and ladies that play with toys. What's wrong with that? I take a picture of Star Wars figures on my back porch every single day forever since the IC started. I mean, thousands, or a thousand at least. And, uh, yeah, I'm a kid playing with toys, or grown man playing with toys. No, they're not grown men playing with toys. They're people with imagination that still have a piece of their childhood left, and that's just spectacular so anybody that says that to you that people who who buy modern and play with it are just grown men or ladies playing with toys they don't get it and sometimes people won't get it but it still doesn't change the fact they're gonna have to hear about star wars every day forever because disney's making a new movie every six months now next up this isn't a vintage question. With the current popularity of Star Wars, why does it feel that the modern toy side is dying? The collector side is still growing. The general toy side of it just is dying on the peg. Is it because kids don't focus on toys as much? Perhaps the lack of figs now produced doesn't have the same playability. Second question, any plans on starting up a podcast for any of the other IC groups? Or maybe have their admins in as special guests? Um, Dave, you just got to listen to later. I have Chris Santon on as a special guest. <laughs> he runs a few of the subgroups. Um, I'm not going to do more podcasts. The only reason why I do a podcast is because we need a podcast. And I wanted to do a podcast because it was fun when I was doing it. But uh, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of stick to If anybody ever wants to do a podcast for one of the subgroups, feel free. Please. I will never stop anybody from growing this hobby in any way. So if you want to start one up, brother, absolutely. I will tell you everything I know about co- podcasting, which uh, isn't much, but I, I put one out every now and again. Uh, Next up, second question. Any plans on start? Oh, no, that's the podcast. And then, uh, oh, why are toys, why are modern toys dying on the peg? Um, I don't know if modern toys are dying on the peg. I don't know if The Force Awakens, or The Force Awakens was, I like The Force Awakens. But, uh, no, I don't know if The Last Jedi was geared enough towards kids. I mean, I'm sure Porgs are selling out everywhere. Uh, but I don't think the girl that's the rebel girl is selling out. I mean, she didn't even have a cool outfit. It's the same thing they did with Jyn Erso. She didn't have a cool outfit. There was nothing cool with her. I mean, Ray came with a lightsaber. You know what I mean? Even Finn came with like stormtrooper disguise or something like that. There's a, 
I don't know what 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 is the playability the Adat Walker or the Gorilla Adat or whatever it is that I'm not going to bother to learn the name of because it was in the movie for seven seconds and walked three steps. Um, whatever that was, I mean that's not going to sell. I think that vintage um, cardboard thing has been selling like crazy at uh, Walmart, but I think that's all of us just buying them up. Uh, I don't know why is it dying because because there's iPads. Because there's iPads and iPhones and i-everythings, and why would you want to play with a toy when you have an i-everything? I mean, I'm sure book sales aren't doing too good. When's the last time you've been in a Barnes & Noble that isn't attached to a college? <laughs> so, but I think kids should play with toys, and I think kids do play with toys, and whenever my sister's kids come down to visit, they just play with Star Wars the whole time. So it's not like they don't dig it anymore. It's just sometimes we got to just break the Wi-Fi. But I don't know. I I can't speak. I don't have any children, so I'm not allowed to talk about any of that. It's I I, I cannot speak from experience, and therefore I shouldn't say anything. Uh, next up, would you like to see the ICC become a yearly event? Absolutely. It will become an annual event. As long as I don't lose like a bazillion dollars this year, I'm going to do this every single year for as long as I am able. Um, as long as... I am still on this planet as long as I am still doing what I'm doing, as long as money is still coming in from my other businesses so I could screw around for five hours of my day every day. <laughs> uh, second, what in your opinion is the worst sculpted vintage figure? Worst sculpted vintage figure. I'm looking at the figures on my desk, and I don't think the sculpts are that bad. Even on Yak Face and stuff like that, I think they're very well sculpted. Um, hmm. Let me think. None of the ones here. I'm looking at Dengar. He's got amazing sculpt. Even Stormtroopers have very good sculpts. C-3PO. That Leia with the boots and everything. The Endor Leia is just phenomenal. Boba Fett. I mean, his sculpt is amazing. Uh, maybe... I don't know. I can't really answer that. I'd like to say Lobot or something, but if you're just talking about sculpt, his sculpt is great. Um, you know what? EV-99. Because her arms fall off. It's bad playability. It would have never made it past Kenner in 77. It shouldn't have made it past him in the Jedi line. Or in the Power of the Force line there. Uh, next question. Who is the one character they never made a vintage figure out of that they wish they had? I wish they would have made a Tarkin. But nobody would have ever played with Tarkin. So that makes sense that they didn't make a Tarkin. But it would have been cool. And it would look really great in dioramas and stuff like that. But I have a couple vintage custom Tarkins that have been made for me. So that's cool. Um, otherwise, I think it would have been cool to have... Hmm, like a Sand Trooper. Instead of just the Storm Trooper. Like maybe a variant of that. Uh, but they started doing that way later with all the variants. It would have been nice to have... No, they really, they really came out with a lot of the toys, and I really think they did an amazing job. Um, they even came out with the A-Wing and the B-Wing. I'm trying to think if there's any other figures that were just missing. No, nothing really that I could think of that I missed playing with or I missed collecting. I think they did an awesome job. I think the 96 figures is a ton of figures. It gives you a number you have to get to, um, and they're cool. I think they did a good job with all the figures. I think the Dignitarian stuff wasn't the best ever. Um, neither was Yak Face, but still, they were in the movies, and they existed, sort of. I mean, they were strange choices, but, I mean, for five, six strange choices out of the 96 figures, that's really not a bad deal. Um, plus, then they did the Droids and Ewoks, so even more figures. Uh, next up, 
Preston Hughes. Who is the one character they never... I just read that. Uh, Dan Loso. Any thoughts about having some local food trucks at ICCC 2018? Dan, that was a thought. Um, I was planning on doing local food trucks, but then I found out just a couple weeks ago that the venue offers food. But I get to pick out that food, so menus to come. Um, but the venue offers food, and I made sure to talk to them, and I said, Hey, listen, I've been telling everybody this isn't going to be expensive. And I confirmed with them it will not be insanely overpriced, just intended to rip people off. I mean, they said their waters are $1.50, sodas are 2 bucks, and I mean they're 20-ounce bottles. So it's a fair price for a venue. It's cheap. Um, so hopefully, uh, the food that I choose is going to be good, but don't worry. I will make sure to get opinions before I pick anything, but I'm thinking something like Tennessee barbecue since we're going to be in Nashville. Uh, Steve Ed, the industrial revolution was neither industrial nor a revolution. Discuss. That is from Billy Madison. Um, and I'm not going to tell you a story about the little lost puppy. So we'll go on to the next one. Jeremy Hardison, any way to make a podcast more accessible for Android users? I had great difficulty either downloading or listening to the podcast. Might just be me. I typically use Stitcher for podcasts, and am I not familiar with issues? I am not familiar with iTunes. Um, I think you can find this on Stitcher, brother. Um, I'm really terrible at podcasting stuff. I do know all you have to do is just if you go to the www.imperialcommissary.com forward slash ICSW, there is a download button there. Instead of hitting play on my old Android, I had the Galaxy Note. Ooh, I don't remember what it was. Uh, the Note Edge. Uh, not the one that caught on fire, the one before that. And on that one, I used to have problems streaming it but i had no problems downloading it and then playing it later uh, i think it's something with the software inside that phone so if you're using a galaxy note edge that's why but that phone is awesome so i don't suggest getting rid of it or else you'll be charging batteries forever like i am <laughs> next up jimmy chang will there be any fancy schmancy choreographed lightsaber demonstrations at the con i would love to have some i don't know if they're going to be possible the only reason why is uh there's lots of insurance rules and regulations that come into these things and if somebody ends up taking an eye out with a lightsaber duel i don't want to be held liable but if i'm not held liable yeah sure of course i'll have people <laughs> it'll be medieval times with lightsabers in there you kidding me of course i'd love to see that i think that would be awesome and there's some of these lightsaber fighters that are just phenomenal at what they do next up ashley brian clinton holland who is the comic celebrities for this comic celebrities i'm not releasing any celebrity names until the middle of the summer um way closer to the event it's it's for between us because this is the IC Star Wars podcast it's for hyping purposes you have to release things at certain times or else people don't pay attention all the way until September like if I tell everybody in the world that hey there's going to be a convention that's going to be awesome it'll be in September and everybody in the world wants to go and they all have the date today there is no way 10% or more of them are going to remember that date by September so it'll all be leaked out eventually and that is what that's how you do a con um next up ross Barr. when do you sleep and everybody thinks it's funny mike never sleeps he's always hunting just like that actually i probably sleep better than most of you guys out there um i go to sleep 10 o'clock at night i wake up at 6 a.m uh usually 5 36 uh that's what i do every single night i get my eight hours and i am up and at them I don't like to waste the day i like to start early and i like to finish late and 
the thing is, is between the hours of 10 and 6, as long as you can get in bed and shut your mind off real quick, I mean, uh, but I've trained myself pretty well to do that, then you can get in that 8 hours every day, and as long as you manage your time perfectly, and you are super duper strict and anal about exact time schedules like I am, I mean, I'm, I do logistics for my regular job, my real job, and it's all about making sure everything happens exactly when it's supposed to happen, and that's why... I'm able to do the things I do because what I do is I hit it hard from 6 a.m. until about 9 o'clock at night. Every day. That's what I do. It's what's fun for me. If I'm sitting around doing nothing, I go crazy. I'm not that kind of person. It's just not the way I'm wired. So I do sleep. I sleep every day. um, And I catch my 8 hours every day. But I just put in work all those other hours. Plus my commute is literally 5 feet from my bedroom. So... That really saves a lot of time. So all the time you guys are driving around in cars listening to me, think that I don't have to do that. <laughs> and then you don't have to feel so bad that I seem so busy. Uh, next up, Benjamin Baldwin. Will there be an official ICC after parties at the local establishments? If so, do they have live bands asking for a friend? Brother, this is Nashville, Tennessee. I would say you would be very hard-pressed not to find a live band in whatever supermarket you go to. Um, when you're visiting. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a million different places that you guys can go. I'm not planning anything personally. People can plan whatever they would like to plan. I will for sure come out to where everybody's going and hang out, but uh, I have enough to plan with the convention. Um, but I'll be there. Absolutely. Next up, David Michael, Ashley Eckstein, just Ashley Eckstein. <laughs> I keep trying to get a hold of her. Uh, feel free to shoot me her contact information. I've left a few voicemails for her agent. I'm sure I'm getting annoying, but that's never bothered me or stopped me before. Um, so, yeah, shoot me, shoot me, uh, get a hold of her. Give her a call. Call her up. Everybody out there that is on X- Ashley Eckstein's friends list or whatever, tell her about IC Collectors Convention so her agent will actually return my call so I could book her. But, yeah, I'd be more than happy to book her. Uh, next up, Jeffrey Ginger. Who is more fool, the fool or the fool who follows him? I would say the more fool is the fool who follows him. Because the other fool already did it. I don't think either is a fool, as long as it works out. If it's jumping off a cliff or something, then they're both pretty foolish. But if it's throwing a convention, <laughs> I sure hope it's the fool who follows him. All right, guys. That is everything for the Ask Mike section of IC Star Wars, and we are going to go into another section now, which is going to be the guest interview. I have Chris Santon here. Well, not here. He's going to be on Skype with me, and we are going to go right into that now. So thank you very much. Make sure to check out IC Collectors Convention at www.facebook.com forward slash ICCC 2018. Also check it out at the website at www.icccc.com. ICcollectorsconvention.com. That's ICcollectorsconvention.com. And that's the website for this uh, big con that's happening. So make sure that you check it out. Make sure you follow along. Make sure you watch. Tickets will be on sale. Uh, here, I got some dates here. Let me look them up. Tickets will be on sale. Vendor vendor spaces and everything like that tomorrow on Friday, 1-12-18. Then the next important date for you guys to remember is on 2-2 of 2018 at 2 p.m. 
Central Standard Time, the VIP tickets will go on sale. There are only going to be 250 of those VIP tickets, and they're going to have tons of swag. I think the swag is actually costing me about 80% of the ticket price. So make sure you get... Make sure you get that ticket. If you could get that ticket, it's going to be all the things that should come with VIP that I haven't seen at any of the cons I've been to. Um, next up is going to be the general admission tickets. It's going to be on 2 16 of 2018 at 2 p.m. The general admission tickets will go on sale. So without further ado, let's roll right into our interview about the IC subgroups with an admin of the IC subgroups, my friend Chris Santon. The Emperor has been expecting you. Welcome to Episode 9 with Chris Santon. We're going to talk about the subgroups of the IC today. Chris, are you there? I am. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Yeah, thanks for being on, brother. I uh, needed to have you on because people have been asking about the IC subgroups lately. So uh, it's always tough to get to know somebody in a quick interview. But here at IC Star Wars, I do a lightning round to break the ice. So are you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Empire. And your favorite Star Wars character? Uh, Walrus Man. And woo. And your favorite Star Wars toy line, A New Hope to TFA? Ooh. Ooh, man. Um, from A New Hope all the way up? All the way to today. It could even be, shoot, man, I haven't updated this because I haven't done a podcast since The Last Jedi came out. So, to TLJ. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It probably is uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Nice. Yeah. That's what I grew up with, too, so I I got that in my heart. Um, Those were, and that's that's exactly why. I, I was, you know, six, seven years old. Those are the ones I started playing with the most when I was little. Here's the tough one. Yak versus Blue Snag, the battle of the why do they exists. Who wins and why? Uh, Blue Snag. Ooh, why is that? Explain. Because I think Yak would have the reach. Well, because we've got a red snag also. So they had to do two different colors and two different sizes where Yak we've only got one of. No, I mean in like a battle man like a mortal combat brother who wins yeah who wins in a fight yeah <laughs> between those two yeah you're thinking too hard on the questions man this is icy star wars it's easy oh well it's still it's i would still go with blue the blue snag yeah why do you think though yeah because yak yak's got a big head he's kind of like he'd probably <laughs> fall over he's probably top heavy <laughs> because yak is top heavy that's a good answer man uh, Lucasfilm calls you tomorrow. <laughs> they call you tomorrow and they say you can choose the next spin-off movie. What do you pick? Oh, the next spin-off movie. Um, well, let's see. We've already got Han Solo coming out. I would love to see one with Lando. A Lando movie. That would be That'd fantastic. Be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, nice. a, he's a smooth operator. I like that, man. And those are all new answers there. Well, except for Jedi. I need somebody to come on and be like, I really love the Vintage Collection. Or Power of the Force 2 or something. Just because somebody has to. It hasn't happened yet, though. Eventually. There's always time. Well, great lightning round, brother. And uh, I know you, so let's fill in the listeners. Chris Santon here is a member and moderator of the Imperial Commissary. He's also an admin of many IC subgroups. 
He has always been a really big help to me, so I'm very excited to have him on IC Star Wars. So without further delay, would you like to start some essay questions? Yeah, absolutely. Ask away. What is your first Star Wars memory? My first Star Wars memory. Oh, so it is probably seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. Nice. And then right afterwards, going with my dad. My mom and dad were both into it. They liked it. Um, going right to uh, Lionel Kitty City. And my first figure was Walrus Man. What's Lionel Kitty City? Lionel Kitty City, turn that frown upside down, was their <laughs> tagline. <laughs> it was, it was, we had Lionel Kitty City and we had Children's Palace back in the day before <laughs> KB Toys and Toys R Us. And, you know, it was, it was a local, lo- it, but it was a big toy store. Nice. But you you search gone. for those, uh, you search for those price stickers? You know, I never have. I've never been one that uh, got got into price stickers. But then I was also one that, you know, for the longest time said I wasn't doing another mock run, and here I am doing my second one. Right. So, well, I'll you tell know. you, man, I was uh, I was never into price stickers. Then I saw one from Bradley's one day, which was a little local store up there. It was a big store though, and uh, man, it threw me right back. Like just looking at like the logo and stuff, it was it was sure it was a trip. So I highly suggest you find room from where where was it? Lionel Kitty City. What a wild it had a name. little kangaroo. <laughs> it was a little. It was like a baby kangaroo. It was their uh, logo. That's funny. Lyle's yeah. Kitty City. Well, if anybody out there is holding a Lyle's Kitty City sticker for Chris, Lionel, 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 like the train. Yeah, like or like yeah. the Richards. Uh, either. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Richie, Lionel, yeah, hmm. no, Lionel is the train. <laughs> oh, wild! Uh, so, <laughs> what got you into Star Wars collecting, brother? Ah, uh, so originally, or yeah, originally, like why? Originally, it was because of the movies, the original movies, and you know my. My dad and my mom, you know, liking the movie, so they started buying us the toys, me and my little brother, the toys, um, you know, and we were always into G.I. Joe also, and they happened to be the same size, so we mixed the two together, and we were always playing G.I. Joe and Star Wars. Yep. Um, growing up, that was always our thing. I actually used to do that, too. I had a friend, Mark, and he used to have all the G.I. Joes on the planet, and, uh, yeah, the Star Wars guys definitely drove some i don't even know what those the the ships are called the the airplanes the purple ones purple ships i guess yeah i don't know hiss anyway stormtroopers can fly a hiss ship just in case you're actually hiss is a is a tank i Um, man the purple the purple airplanes (laughs) yeah i know the 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 wings turn sideways on it you know what's cool now is my son does the same thing like this tonight i moved i had to move our aircraft carrier and there was a uh um adat the new one the bigger one the the legacy one that's like three and a half feet tall that, that was sounds, standing on top of the aircraft carrier. That sounds a very reasonable way to drop off AT-ATs on a beach, an aircraft carrier. I would think so. I think it's right? great. Yeah, that's a good matchup. <laughs> well, brother, the reason why I have you on, besides I wanted to have you on, but uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about what 
an IC subgroup is. Some people don't even know there are subgroups. Some people that listen to this podcast don't even know there's an IC. So, um, but what what's a subgroup? Why do they exist? You were here way back in the beginning too. Uh, you've been a member forever of the IC and uh, literally, yeah, literally. literally forever. Yeah, and uh, so what? Tell the people what what an IC subgroup is and what it is you do. So what are subgroups are are they their their focuses um it's a good way to put it it's you know we have one that is you know obviously the main group but then we have a subgroup of the ic2 ic2 is modern toys versus the vintage in the main in the main group we have a game you know ic games um that's dedicated to the video games uh, we have, you know, the paper group that's, you know, everything from the manuals and the stickers and the card backs to, you know, all of our subgroups are basically focuses, focus, you know, collections or focus collectors. Um, what ends uh, up happening is once you're into something, you know, you start really digging and digging and digging and that's where these subgroups come into play. Like, uh, what's, uh, well, all right. For example, one of yours that you run, uh, the star Wars bootlegs and customs. Sure. How did that come about? Why did you guys do that one? So that one came about because I was big into, um, customizing figures. There are lots of figures, lots of figures that were never made by Hasbro and by Kenner. And I, and a lot of other people make those figures and I got a Kanan and Stormtrooper outfit. He's awesome. Right? Yeah. And you got that you got that how long before that it was actually produced? Oh yeah. Was Hasbro. it ever produced? Well, I don't know, man. I'm terrible. It is now. Stuff. <laughs> it, I bet you it, yours it, it is, is better. <laughs> it, that's the crazy thing. You know, Rocco Rocco wanted that figure. My seven year old wanted that figure and they didn't make that figure, so I made it. Yeah. Well it turns out then a year later they actually started making that figure. But it's stuff like that. There's so many figures that, you know, and there's so many toys, too, that were never produced. Um, you know, I have a, you know, a three and a half foot long sail barge. It was never produced. I have a buddy, Darren, that, you know, makes, you know, things like that. He has a he made me a full size sand crawler. Um, you know, a lot of the. The custom stuff is because it could either have been made better or it was never made at all. As for the bootlegs, the bootlegs are cool because those mostly come from countries that they couldn't get the actual Star Wars figures back in, you know, 77, 78, all the way, you know, into the mid 80s. Um, So they made their own. They, you know, would take a mold and that mold would be replicated, you know, 500 times. And by the 500th, you've got a figure that well, sort of look like an Ewok or a Stormtrooper. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, and they had, you know, custom paint jobs and their, their, their colors are different. And the market for those has exploded over the last couple of years because – they're really kind of cool figures. They're they ugly. Neat. Yeah, they are neat. Well, you know what you it know. always reminds me of, man? Because, yeah, I'm a bootleg nerd. But uh, what, it, what it always reminds me of, you remember the first Jurassic Park? 
where he's sure. talking about how life finds a way. And that's what bootlegs are, man. It's like Star Wars finds a way. Wherever the furthest, darkest reaches of the earth, you know what I mean? It it finds a way to just exist I mean, because people how many, want it. How many you know, Star Wars you know, bootlegs have you seen from like Brazil and Argentina and Turkey you know some of these a bunch you know, of places that usually don't have Star Wars. Right. Nope. But they made their own because they couldn't get the real ones. And because it's just I think such it's cool. a cool thing. I think yeah, I think it's awesome, man. I think it's yeah. Life finds a way. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, besides that, I mean it's 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 a way for us to focus our interests and our collections and not put everything in the main group. This way it's easier to search and find, you know, people that are collecting the same kind of stuff that you are or maybe selling the same kind of stuff that you're looking for. Um, that's what, you know, our subgroups are about. Yeah, and we have a ton of them. We have ones for uh, where you can trade absolutely anything for Star Wars. We have one that's a pay-it-forward page that is where uh, – members give something and then another member gives something after that and they keep continuing on that it's been going on for three four years now or three years now and uh we yep. have what the ic focus group we have ic variants where is uh where you can go and check out the different variants of figures um ic2 Oof, i don't know there's 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 so many it's We've hard got to think statues we statues sculptures and busts we have funko pop we have uh, the First Ladies of the IC for uh, yeah. my wife runs that one. Um, what else? We did Paper, IC Trade. We said that. Ooh, IC Spoilers. You run it. We have IC yeah. Spoilers, oh, which... Spoilers and Discussion Group. That one's kind of yeah. quiet in between movies, but as soon as something starts coming out, it just goes nuts because we never allow spoilers on the IC. And, so uh, everybody goes there, and that's just like, you know, and that'll go crazy again as soon as May rolls around with the Han Solo movie yep. or when Rebels comes back out. You so know, we talk about crazy that with stuff. The Last Jedi. It just did. Yeah. But it's it serves a purpose. That's what the IC subgroups do is they serve a purpose. Because you know what? Not everybody can go see The Last Jedi the first day it comes out. So nobody wants to ruin it or give spoilers. I won't do spoilers in this episode or anything. But nobody wants to ru ruin it. And then some people don't get to it for a month, two months, three months. And, you know, there, there's the second I see something, I, I want to talk about it with my friends. You know, so that's exactly what that subgroup does. It gives us a place to go do that. That doesn't infringe on anybody else losing the magic. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Good way to put it. Good way to put it. Well, you have a very impressive collection, brother, but your uh, son Rocco has a heck of a run going, too. You want to talk about that a little? <laughs> <laughs> so my my collection is – my personal collection is all in storage. I I finished my, my mock run in the early 90s, um, and then uh, I put everything away. Read, What's that? Uh, cheap, cheap. <laughs> yeah, very cheap. You're very I think lucky. we were talking about that the other night. No, don't even do it. Oh, you give people heart attacks. <laughs> the Stormtrooper Luke that I paid like $75 for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not oh. like it's bad looking either. <laughs> no, no. But uh, no, so Rocco is now seven, and he finished his loose collection at our first meetup. Remember that? Yeah, I when do, we actually. 
our first meetup was in um, uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, the yeah, Kentucky right? one. Kentucky and one. Uh, he, had, you guys had him on your podcast that night yeah. because he got his pop-up R2 and his yak face. He did. It was a big Those were the night. last figures he needed for his loose collection. Um, after that, we started, that's when we got into some of the bigger, you know, the three and a half foot, the sail barge, you know, a full size sand crawler. Um, he's actually got a six foot, uh, uh, star destroyer coming now that's being made. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That'll be a really cool one. I'm actually thinking I'm going to bring all those to, um, the ICCC. Oh, nice, man. Um, just to show them off. Yeah, they'd be cool to see. And then I see, we got. I've seen into... pictures of that skiff, man, and it's it's something else. It's really cool. It is. It's I'll very have you cool take a picture in front of it for the uh, the podcast thing here, so we could put because it, it's something else. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And then we got into Rocco's mock collection, and he's <laughs> seventy-two figures in, I think, right now. Oof. And uh, I just got him a tri-logo yak. Nice. That was one of his, I think, eight or nine that he got for Christmas. Nice. But that's, he, you know, he knows he can't play with them, but we have a, you know, a room where all of his figures are being displayed, um, you know, a loft area. And uh, he displays them and he cleans them. And uh, he's seven years old and he gets it. And yeah. I mean, he loves it. Loves Star Wars. Well, that's kid awesome lives too, it and breathes it. I mean, collecting with so, the family. So many, so many of our members do that, and it's just really, it's really great, man. You, you have a, I shoot, man. I don't remember stuff I talked about with my father. I wish he liked Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, do you remember the first conversation you and I had? It was yeah. because of my son. It actually was. Yeah, it was. And, you and, called me. and my old school rule, that's do what you want with your toys. <laughs> right? And that's how this all started was, you know, I got blacklisted from a couple of groups because my son, who was much younger, he was four at the time, was playing with some loose figures, expensive loose figures, but he treated them well. He wasn't abusing them. And he wasn't like hard playing with them. And uh, I got blacklisted in a couple of groups because of that. And you actually <laughs> called me. I was actually at Toys R Us um, <laughs> looking, you know, to see what new figures were out. And you were telling me how you were going to start the Imperial Commissary and that your attitude is, is it's your toy. Do with it as you please. Oh. And... Uh, you had me hooked from that day. <laughs> now you're stuck with me. <laughs> you know, I'm stuck with you. Yeah, right. Now you're stuck with me. Yeah, sure um, enough. I've tried. <laughs> I can't get rid of you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that that attitude of it's your toy, you know. Um, well, you know what, brother? I look at it like this. The, the world has enough problems and I got enough things to do that why do I have to go chase somebody around for doing whatever they want with whatever they want? It's it's yours. It's yours. If you want to go buy a Lamborghini tomorrow and crash it into a pole, man, wear your seatbelt, but more power to you. I don't care. <laughs> you End know? of the day, it's, you know, it's my money. 
and it's my toys. Yeah. And at the end of the day, and it's not like still you're exploding toys. them. That's that's what the problem is. People don't understand that. And sometimes it gets like, all right, for example, somebody will post up on the IC and they'll go, oh, look at this. I'm opening this to get a, my brand new case, fresh mint loose figure, you know, and they'll rip open a card. And that happened maybe twice in the history of the IC. You know what I mean? Yep. But yep. what happens is it's always some new person who rips open some $20 card max. Do you know what I'm saying? Nobody ever just goes on with a 21 back FET and does it. It's not It's not a, a thing that people do. It's not a problem that even exists. It's, it's, it's planning for a flood in the desert. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's never going to happen. So the way I look at it is you leave that person alone. They could do what they want. They're never going to do it with something expensive. They're never going to do it all the time. And the community ends up taking care of that anyway. Why do you have they to pick on people? Yeah. I mean, if you want to, man, I tied, I remember <laughs> when I started the IC and some people gave me lip for it, but I uh, tied a Boba Fett to a drone and I flew him all around, man. And it looked awesome. You know what I mean? And, is that uh, the same drone that crashed in your toy room? Yes. No. That, that no. It was the big one, the the little one that crashed in my toy room that hit the Boba Fett tower. But that was that little Darth Vader Tie Fighter, and I oh, thought yeah. I could handle it, and I couldn't. Yeah. Right. No, the other one's like a big DJI Phantom or whatever. But I did crash that one too. It's totally broke. Uh, <laughs> but I tied a Boba Fett to it. I'll send you the YouTube video, man. And uh, some people were upset with that, and it's man, but. It was so much fun. Why aren't we allowed to have fun? So I take toys out every single morning, and I take a picture for the IC. And that yep. is all the way back from that day because that is my little, I don't know, what is it? My little stand-up against the evils of the world every day kind of thing? I don't know. You know what I mean? Some people <laughs> wear a flag on their lapel. I take pictures of Star Wars figures. Well, you're consistent about it, that's for sure. I mean, it's always one of the first things I see when I open Facebook in the morning. See? <laughs> that's good, man. Consistency is important. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But And that, you know what, and that's one of the reasons why people love the IC is the consistency of the group. There's a set set of rules, and you have been consistent in holding to those rules since day one. Thanks, man. Um, that's, that's totally what I'm going for. <laughs> but, I swear I uh, did not pay him for this. <laughs> how, yeah, but how many times in, you know, how many times have we battled, not just you and I, but the other admin and moderators about things, and it always comes back to the rules are the rules. You know, we don't bend them, yeah. and we don't change them, and these are them, and we stick to them, and we are consistent with it. And that's what has caused, you know, and created the 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 group that we have that's why people you know know that they can come here they're going to get a fair deal um they're not going to get ripped off they're going to get educated if they want to and they're not going to get bullied or picked on or you know people aren't going to give them a hard time um you know we're a friendly community if you want to be part of it fantastic if you don't there's the door and yep. here are rules and we're real consistent about it and that is that all boils down to you you're the one who has been you know consistently consistent for the last three plus years well thanks man 
I'll be consistently consistent as long as I can consistently be consistent. There you go. <laughs> All right, brother. What's your favorite piece in your whole collection? Oh. Don't say the the G.I. Joe flag thingy. Don't be that no. guy. <laughs> which, which, uh, I, well, okay, I'll start with this. My favorite piece out of my whole collection is my boxed USS flag. Um, I knew you were going to say it. You had to work it in. That's Joe. <laughs> and it's just because I had forgotten about it. That's okay. That's a good time Christmas. to plug. You ready? The ICCC, the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention, is going to have G.I. Joe there. Not the it actual G.I. Joe, but tons of G.I. Joe stuff, too. Because we're going to take into and, account other collectors. So let's hear about the SS flag. USS flag? USS flag. All right. USS flag. Go for it. Regalus. So I got two of them. Mm-hmm. For Christmas when I was a kid. Um, unfortunately, that box is very large. Yeah. <laughs> I got one for my parents and one for my grandparents. Oh, nice. And it couldn't fit in my dad's car. <laughs> so they stuck it behind the furnace oh. and in the basement and just forgot about it. Oh, wow. You know, back in you know early 80s, it was a $100 toy. Yeah, I mean, it was a big ticket toy. I completely forgot about it until like four years ago, and we were in at my parents' cleaning in the basement, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" Like, mm-hmm. pulled it out. Tape hasn't even been taken off of it; it's still oh, unopened. Nice. So that was probably my coolest. That is my, you know, that is like my biggest, you know, holy grail piece that I own um, overall. My favorite Star Wars piece is probably, oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I have a couple of, maybe it's my, I hate to even say that I have this. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I focused for about a year and a half, probably about two years on... Uh, DT Luke's mm-hmm. and I got nine up to nine of them and at that point I've kind of stopped I've been focusing on other stuff so maybe it's that collection so, um, but if I had to say one piece in particular um, yeah. I've got a if it was graded it would grade out easily at a 90, um, a Luke farm boy, 12 back. Um, so see all Luke's man. So is your favorite character Luke or walrus man? No, it's still walrus man. <laughs> walrus man just because I still have my original one from when I was six and a half years old. Oh, and, cool. uh, you know, I fixed his legs because they were really wobbly. So I used one of our, you know, custom tricks and use plumber's tape. You yeah. can wrap it on the inside of the legs and it stiffens the joints. Um, and it does nothing permanent to the figure too. Does nothing good. permanent to the figure. It disappears. You can't see it. And, uh, yeah, it stiffens the legs up. So he still stands. He's all beat up. Yeah, but whatever but, uh, he's on display where he should be. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, speaking of, you know, one of the other groups that we didn't mention are one of our other subgroups is our newest group, 
Oh yeah. That is not Star Wars related. It's everything but Star Wars that up to nineteen ninety four. So I try to go to that group and I try to learn things, but I'm not very good at it. But uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there, man, and great stuff comes up. And actually, you know Joe, what? It worked out for me because I had a uh, a Letty or not Letty, but a uh, a Mexican He-Man thing that I got in a trade. I had to get rid of, and I put it up on there. It was gone in ten seconds. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Cool. It was it was a carded figure too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. faker. Or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a He-Man, but he's it's blue. Blue guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, with the orange hair. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that group has grown quickly. We've already got, I think we're at 869 members right now in that subgroup. It's a good. Um, group. Which I'll be surprised if it doesn't hit, you know, a couple thousand. That that could easily become our second or third largest subgroup. Well, I'll tell you, the thing about the, the subgroups, man, is they, they work so well once they get going, and then people start to notice them, and people come in, and then sometimes people even join the original, the big IC, from the subgroups. They come in the mm-hmm. back way, which is really cool, you know? And uh, I like that, and plus I like, you know, if we grow the community, the thing is, is we all know we've been on Wild Finds, and when we go on Wild Finds, we pick up stuff. And it's usually a box of different things. And in that box is usually some He-Man or some G.I. Joe or some something like that. So if we can all communicate with these other groups, I bet you there's guys on those G.I. Joe groups that just have boxes of, like, Star Wars stuff where they just throw all the Star Wars stuff they get in a tub and it goes in the garage. Because right. they don't want to deal with it. Because I would do the they, same. They collect, I, I just know more Joe. people, so I give them away. and Transformers and all of that. Yeah. They don't want to be, you know, so they just throw it. I used to do the same stuff. There's there's a couple of things. I didn't used to collect mask. Yeah, I don't and collect anything else. I've given mask, away so much. It. And then I realized I have like almost a whole complete collection because I would find it every once in a while. And I always just threw it in a box. Yeah, it goes in the same bin. You just have that one bin of stuff that ain't what you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, brother, if you could have any prop from the movies, what would you want? Oh, any prop from the movies, from any one of the movies? Any one of the movies. Carte Blanche. Um, can I have a vehicle? Yeah, sure. Why not? I would love oh, nice to have an ad at. Ooh, an ad at. Yeah, that's cool. I literally would. First off, I used to collect ad ads. Yeah. That was one of my. In fact, I have a. I found a guy in New York City. New that, York City? Yeah. He <laughs> he carves, he owns a company that carves coffins. Huh. And this guy carved me a, <laughs> I don't know, how tall are the, the original AT-AT toys? Uh, two and a half feet tall? Yeah. He carved me one out of a, out of a piece of wood. Oh, cool. I thought you were going to say you made me an ADAT coffin I already paid in advance. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he carved me he carved me this this thing and I was like and, and then on top of it like I expected some ridiculous price tag and I want to say I paid like $500 for it. Oh, and really? It is a sweet piece. It sits in my family room actually on the side table that we have. Um it sits there with a I have another I have a uh, tie fighter that oh i remember the tie i tried to commission a slave one from him but he quit on me huh did he i don't know i still want one 
<laughs> well, I know he's laid up right now. I could talk to him. He's he got hurt. Hey man, Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel on his back. I need a Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Um, I'll talk to him. I'll give him a call. No, you don't got. If he's laid up, man, I don't want to be that guy. I was just saying. If he's if he's looking for commissions, you send him my way. Cause yeah, I remember that Tie Fighter. It's a it's a sight to behold. Yeah, it was uh, like 140 different pieces of wood it used to put that together. But the ad at it was it was one solid piece of wood. It was amazing what this guy did, and that was like my seventh or eighth ad at that I had um, that I have. Um, so if there was one thing I could have proper vehicle wise, it would be definitely an ad at. We'd put it in our yard, probably on the other side of our lake. I'd make it into some kind of tree fort for Rocco. <laughs> Tell me that yeah, would cool. be like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, that would be the coolest thing. It really would. A full-size AT-AT back there. Yeah. Right? And plus, if you ever like needed milk and there was like 12 feet of snow, you could just go. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, it would get there. Uh, all right, brother. Well, that was, that's good, man. We've, we've been talking for a while, but uh, before I let you go, I want to make sure to get your IC Star Wars Pearl of Wisdom. Since IC Star Wars is focused on vintage Star Wars items and guests like you will be some of the most knowledgeable collectors around, I have mm-hmm. every guest give one collecting tip. It can be anything, from what to look for into the wild to these are all the known variations of Kenner cards. Something I've learned from personal experience in this hobby is that every collector knows solid info about something, but no collector knows everything. And if we all keep learning from each other, the community will grow, and that's what it is to be IC. So, Chris Sin, before I let you go, what is your IC Star Wars Pearl of Wisdom? Hmm. Wow. Wow. Just so everybody knows, I, I, I never give out, like, uh, secret answers to the questions. Nobody gets a test beforehand, so I do blindside yeah, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for not letting me have a list of the uh, the questions beforehand. That really would have been nice to have, so I'm not kind of uh, buying time right now. Um, for me personally... Boy, I really don't know. I guess what I would tell you is that you will find collections, you'll find pieces in the craziest places. I let I have no problem letting everybody know that I know personally, you know, that lives around me, that I work with, that um, you know, I come in contact with it all that I'm into star Wars. I've got a star Wars tattoo. I collect star Wars. My son is into star Wars. That is how I have come across probably all, but maybe one or two of my wild finds mm-hmm. is because, you know, my parents next door neighbor says, Hey, isn't your son into Star Wars? I remember seeing something on Facebook that he collects Star Wars with his son. And next thing you know, you've got a, you know, uh, a red bar R5 that you're paying, you know, 25 bucks for. 
you know, and it was in a lot and you didn't even know you had it, but they said, here, here's a box of Star Wars. What do you want for it? 25 bucks. Okay. And then you go through it. Never be afraid to let everybody and anybody know mm -hmm. that you collect Star Wars. That's how most of these wild finds happen. Um, yeah, be a nerd. Right? Yeah. Brother, I mean, if I could walk around on a daily basis with pictures of all the vintage figures on one t-shirt covered in $20 bills, screaming, I buy Star Wars figures, I would. You Didn't you used to pass out cards? I pass out cards. Yeah. I, I was gonna I've say, got I, an I, ad I, in a newspaper. Dude, I'm all over the place. I'll Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you know, everybody the, listening right now, if you're selling, I'm buying. <laughs> remember a couple weeks ago when you and I were talking and I was telling you how I had to uh, go down to um, Marion, Indiana mm -hmm. for a project? And you're like, why don't you throw a Craigslist ad in? Yeah. I, I didn't. I have to go back down. But that's the kind of stuff like you got to do. You got to, you know, think, you know, be forward thinking. Well, you know, I'll yeah, I'll tell you what. I got a little quick story for you right there. Um, you know how I got that Uze TIE Pilot on card, right? Yeah. Well, the reason why is on one of my adventures in the past couple years here, I always do that. I always put up a Craigslist ad whenever I go anywhere. Some guy wrote me with this tall tale about how he had all these Uze and blah, 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 blah. And then he told me he had like an IG-88 one or something like that. And they didn't make an IG-88 one. So I'm like, oh, he's full of beans. You know what I mean? <laughs> All of a sudden, he writes me out of the blue like, I don't know, three weeks ago. And he's like, hey, man, you want this Uze TIE Fighter Pilot? And I was like, well, I don't trust you. I don't know you. Your profile pic is nothing. What You know what I mean? There's There's no trust factor here. And he's like... Well, uh, just, you know, PayPal goods and services. So I'm like, fine. When anybody says that, okay. I'm like, fine, because who cares? I got 120 days, nothing's going to happen. You know what I mean? Worst case yep. scenario, you get a really short-term loan from me, you know? So I'll, I'll roll the dice on that. So then it, it comes in, and it's legit. And that was all because one time at one place somewhere, and I'm obviously not going to give the location because I don't know if he has any more. I'm still working on it. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, it cost me an arm and a leg, but it cost me an arm and a leg that I was willing to spend because it's kind of worth an arm, a leg, and a liver. You know what I mean? And uh, It's a cool piece because there's not that – well, I don't know if – I don't know of any well, others personally. To be honest, I mean, I know there man, are some. I haven't found anybody with one that has the dark boots. This dark boots variation – is supposedly yeah. difficult to get, and I have not found anyone else that has that variation on the card. Um, as soon as I posted it up, obviously, like a billion people were like, "Let me get that," and I was like, "No." <laughs> Notice it says NFS. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's another thing. NFS means not for sale, but nobody is ever going to pay attention to that. But we're all hunters. Sometimes we get excited, you know. But uh, but that was all because yeah, I I call it peacocking. I am more than willing to peacock, you know, put out your feathers and let everybody know. Everybody. Yeah. I yeah. buy Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I like playing with old Star Wars toys. Give me a buzz. Yeah, and it's amazing how, you know, the most random person you know all of a sudden says, hey, I've got a bunch of stuff in my garage or in my attic or in my basement. Yep. And that's the um, thing you never know. It could be so random. 
so random out of the blue it just happens because if they think i mean even you know what we used to star wars you know back in the day oh you're a little bit of a nerd you used to play star wars you know but now it's like okay you know but the thing is is if you get that name even if they're teasing you because of it even if it's oh look at mike he's 40 year old dude collects star wars toys you know what i mean even if that's the way it goes down who cares they find a care. box of Star Wars stuff. They're still gonna remember you first. Yeah. 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 So I here mean, I they, am. Yeah. I am the king of Star Wars nerds. <laughs> Give me a buzz. Yeah. You know, whatever. That uh, and I guess that would be my thing. You know, you you put it out there, you rock it, and yeah. you'll be surprised what you know comes out of the woodwork. It may take some time, but it will come out of the woodwork eventually. Yeah. And uh, you'll end up with some pretty cool stuff because, uh, you know, you, you weren't afraid to, you know, say, hey, look, like, this is what I collect. I still, you know, I still play with these toys. Yeah. Fact yeah. of the matter is there's nobody out there that doesn't, you know, they may not admit that it's cool, but it's cool. It's really cool, man. It's really cool. I have Boba Fett and Stormtroopers sitting in front of me looking at me while I'm talking on a podcast to one of my friends about Star Wars toys. It's pretty cool. At least it's cool enough for me. I mean, what else would I be doing? What is it? Thursday? I don't even know. Nothing? When when was Thirsty Thursday a thing? At least 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only other thing I had to do tonight was watch the Cleveland Cavaliers lose again, so... <laughs> So it didn't was, really infringe on your plans. Not really. Not at all. I'd much rather do this. Well, brother, so, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, you know, our, you know, I guess our, our subgroups, especially the, the new one, our, our non, you know, Star Wars IC group. Yeah. Uh, um, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash. I see everything else. Go ahead, sorry. It's such a it's such a long name. Yeah, it totally is, but it's rememberable. <laughs> right. Um, so I'd like to plug that. Um, and can I give a shout out to uh, Ross Barr and CAS because sure. Ross is my high school buddy, and uh, the stuff those guys are doing is phenomenal. They do make some really nice stuff. Actually, they really uh, do. He's already signed on for, well, the, the convention there, the uh, IC Collectors Convention. CAS is going to be there. So that's very exciting. Actually, a lot of exciting things are going on with that, and I'm very, exciting to, or I'm very excited to share those with you guys over the next few months here. Chris already knows some of them. Um, but, uh, we've got to sign up tomorrow actually, do we not? Yeah. Sign up is tomorrow. Well, I'm going to be releasing this tomorrow. Most probably as long as I get to it. So, uh, sign up is today, <laughs> but, uh, it's for vendors. It will be at, uh, www.iccollectorsconvention.com forward slash vendors. And that'll be for vendors, cosplay groups, uh, Facebook groups, uh, podcasts, stuff like that. What I'm trying to do is anybody that grows our community and helps our community and gives time out of their day, I would like to give their group a free seat and a free section of table at ICCC 
the uh, big con I'm throwing down here in Nashville, uh, September 15th. 2018 so that way we get a lot of the collectors community to come on out and pitch their groups and that way they can recruit people and we can grow this thing that we love because it should be here forever for chris's kids and for his kids kids not my kids because i'm the baby (laughs) (laughs) but i could be one of your kids you could adopt me i'd be okay with that yeah man you always buy like ss flags and sail barges and stuff i don't want nine thousand feet of paneling in my house man you need tiny toys like Jawas. You get a Jawa you focus have, all You have 5,000 Boba Fetts. Yeah, I know, but they're only 3.75 inches. And it's not 5,000. 5, no, it's like 1,000, maybe. 1,000's a lot. Remember all those Stormtroopers? That was only 1,000. Three stacks. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of... No, it was 702. It wasn't even 1,000. Close it's enough. It's crazy, yeah. But I'll get there. <laughs> Thousand, two thousand, all the fets. Anybody who's holding boxes and boxes of Boba Fets, I'm your guy. Anybody holding boxes and boxes of Walrus Man, Chris is your guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm still. Actually, you know what I'm looking for? Hmm. I'm looking. In every Wanted Wednesday, I post it. I am looking for a loose DT Kenobi. It is the one figure. That has eluded me since I was six years old. So for the last 34 years, I have not been able to get my hands on one. Well, at least it's something cheap and easy to find. Right. I mean, <laughs> but I believe it or not, people on. actually listen to this. So yeah, if anybody has a DT Luke, hook Chris up, man. He's a good guy. No, not a DT Luke. No, I have plenty of those. DT. Ben. I need a DT Kenobi. <laughs> DT Ben. Gee whiz. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's way harder. So I wish you the best luck. I will tag you in one if I see it, brother. You know the crazy thing is, huh. is I almost found one in the wild. Now I, I thought I actually thought I had found one, and then I got there and I saw it, and I was so disappointed it wasn't one. Um, it when it was, you know, somebody that lived on the street that I grew up on, and. They said, hey, we've still got our old Star Wars stuff. And I thought when we were little that they had had one. It turned out they had a DT Luke, not a DT Kenobi. So I got another Luke out of it. But I really, I ran over there. Um, <laughs> just uh, so disappointed. No right? Disappointed because it was a DT Luke, not a Kenobi. But <sighs> <laughs> My diamond get... shoes are too tight and my hundreds don't fit in my wallet. <laughs> oh man that's right man i can't say anything i i'm uh, that rocket fed is just oof. oh but at least it's easier to no, find than a dt ben <laughs> it is yeah it is sure for sure for sure absolutely well brother i appreciate you coming on to another episode of ic star wars thank you very much for being here thank you everybody for listening and uh we will be right back with uh the end of the show hey thanks a lot mike thanks brother thank you for tuning in for another episode of ic star wars don't forget to check out the imperial commissary at www.imperialcommissary.com also you can follow me on instagram i am the imperial commissary on twitter there's a new one it is at iccc2018 that's iccc2018 
2018. That's going to be all the news for the con coming up, stuff like that, so follow that one. Uh, the convention website is going to be www.iccollectorsconvention.com. That's www.iccollectorsconvention.com. And the con Facebook page will be www.facebook.com forward slash iccc2018. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time on IC Star Wars.